Where you pick up every time I put something in my mouth. <laughs> How about <laughs> maybe you wait till I'm on and then you don't have to be surprised. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's my fault that you happen to be putting something in your mouth. Good it grief. Is. It is not. <laughs> it really, really is not. Oh my goodness. Hello. How are you? Um great. <laughs> are you feeling better because you were under the weather last we spoke? I am feeling better. And I Good. hope this continues when I wake up in the morning. Because mm-hmm. I need to go to work. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad you were able to get a day of rest. You said it was raining. Raining cats and dogs all day. I I saw it snowed in Alpharetta. Yeah, and some other places, and people kept going, hey, where's the snow? We didn't get any snow here. And I'm like, cut it out. Stop it, right. What are you doing to us? What are you doing? This has been the best winter I've experienced since I've been back. Just, you know, usually like between 40 and 60 degrees. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so don't y'all wish that on me. Snow, I'm not trying to be bound to the house. Yeah. yeah, So it didn't snow by you, it only rained. Um, And it didn't really rain. I thought you just said it was raining cats and dogs. Today, but the snow came on (laughs) Saturday. Yeah. Today it was raining cats and dogs. The snow was Saturday. Okay. But I didn't get any. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Just living my life. It was great. Just living your life. I like that. (laughs) Ah. But I'm exhausted. I had a very busy weekend. Um, so and it's you know, it was just one of those where I looked up and I was like, oh. There's something every single day this weekend, and I hate, those are my least favorite sorts of weekends. I think I've said that many times. Yeah, I think, like, I know I had something on Saturday, but I can't remember what it is, but Sunday was definitely, like, busy. (laughs) What? So, the new kitty cat is um, vocal, so she might end up on the broadcast at any given time. Just now, I just because she's behind me and she just meowed, and I'm sure it got picked up on the mic. There, she just meowed again. Okay, I didn't hear it, I wasn't listening. It's gonna happen. Just so if there's meowing, (laughs) just 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 ignore it, listening audience. It's just her grace getting her uh, getting her talk on. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's trying to get my attention, I'm trying to ignore her. Tell her to go play with her dog. You know, she's not sure about how to play with the dog yet. She's, I've been describing her as um, socially awkward with the dog. Like, she's 
kind of like a a middle schooler who's interested in a boy but doesn't know how to go about being like normal with him so she's or all, a 43 year old no <laughs> or or a 46 year old who doesn't know how to relate to the guy that she likes yeah Oh my gosh. Any so somebody year old who is just awkward, awkward. and silly and yeah. silly. Yeah. So she like she likes the colonel. She's totally been like really chill with him. Mm-hmm. She wants to play, but she just, you know, she just didn't quite know how to approach him. So she tries different things and they don't always work. Mm-hmm. Um so but the the good news is she's trying. And, um, you know, they'll figure it out. Okay. They'll figure yep. it out. Oh, they no. will. Um. <clears throat> so, you you know what's really funny? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> For the life of me, I can't remember what we call my opening segment. Newsworthy? Oh, very good. <laughs> You know, I thought of a million other things, and that was not one of them. <laughs> well, I couldn't remember the let's get personal thing, so that tells you. Yeah. Um, my main part, I only remember because it is the actual name of the podcast. So There, there yeah, that's hard not to, mm-hmm. not to remember. Um, yeah, so I was like, is it what's going on? No, that's not it. <laughs> from now on. It should be. And then, of course, what's going on took me to uh, make me want to holler. Oh, <laughs> Although, those, that again would be... That wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. News, it makes me want to holler. Like, yeah, I, throw, I, throw up both my hands. Out. Yes. So, um, so, yeah. So, that said, I do have two new stories. Um... All all relevant things that have been going on lately. So I'll start with the, um, well, they're both kind of equally big, but <clears throat> I'll start with U.S. news. Um, and this is um, an article out of um, Politico just today. Um, the, um, by, uh, the byline is by Mark Caputo. Headline is, a noun, a verb, and South Carolina, Joe Biden's last-ditch primary strategy. Um, so as um, everyone knows, the Iowa caucuses, uh, Iowa caucus was, is it caucuses or is it just caucuses? Like, is that one of those words like um, sheep that is both plural and uh, singular? Uh, I promise you, I don't know. Caucus, because it's not cock. Cock-eye. <laughs> God, I don't know. Anyway, the Iowa caucus was just last week, and it was a disaster. Just from the perspective of the app that they use, I guess they use some new app to like caucus. I don't, I don't understand. Yes, I feel app. Now. They use an app, and the app was a, like a mess. They didn't have results that night. They didn't have results the next day. They had like. 70% results like the, on the third day. I mean, it was it was a mess. Um, and the big surprise is that Uncle Joe was 
not even in the top three of um of the whole thing um so this article because tomorrow is the new hampshire primary um is saying joe biden's campaign has one answer to to questions about whether his candidacy candidacy is collapsing a noun a verb in south carolina the state was always biden's campaign uh, firewall but now it's a final hope his rhetorical device to change the narrative of back-to-back losses and still plausibly argue his electability the first southern primary is now the rallying point where he dispatched the top advisor on monday and where his campaign's co-chairman will hold a launch party tuesday when the campaign is bracing for a blowout defeat in new hampshire's primary it says um biden's telling uh, campaign is telling South Carolina's February 29th um, primary and its majority black electorate is the real test of a Democrat's strength because no presidential candidate has won the party's nomination without the strong support of African-American voters who are concentrated in the southeastern states that begin voting on March 3rd. As part of that argument, the campaign's South Carolina surrogates are spreading the word that New Hampshire voters shouldn't vote for Pete Buttigieg because of his anemic black support. Oh. Whatever and then hap- he's a mayor of a... Yeah, how about he's a mayor of a small town? Right. Okay. And that's a good reason not to vote for... Right, but go on. Yeah, uh, anyway. Whatever happens on Tuesday, Vice President Biden will still be in this race, Simone Sanders, the Biden advisor he dispatched to Columbia, South Carolina, says, repeatedly Tuesday on national and on local television shows. She also said this race very much runs through Nevada, South Carolina, and Super Tuesday. Privately, Biden's campaign advisors sound gloomier notes. One said, we have to do one thing, survive until South Carolina. We're going to win South Carolina. If we don't, we're done. Uh uh, So then it says the campaign once thought the candidate would win at least two of the first four early states, South Carolina and one other. But that talk is gone after the Iowa loss, the looming one in New Hampshire, and the worry that on February 22nd, he won't carry Nevada which Biden's team mentions far less often than South Carolina and where operatives say Bernie Sanders is favored to win despite polls showing Biden with a marginal lead. Um, So it goes on into more detail, but that's the long and short of it. Um, So I'm, I'm actually really surprised. I, I think at how this whole democratic primary is going namely because the whole issue of electability has, I feel, been the big thing, like who can beat Trump? And I think it's just crazy that, I mean, I don't know, again, like the Iowa numbers are sketchy because of just how everything went down. But if they're true, like, are are they really trying to win? Because Buttigieg and Sanders, neither of them can... I don't feel carry the swing vote or answer. No, the Trump. far too liberal. They're way too on the There's like no far way. left. There's no way. So I don't get it. Like I'm like, are y'all trying to win? Or are y'all trying to lose? Like I don't understand. Well, I, you know, whatever. I know Iowans um, think this is their birthright. Blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
how do you feel about that yeah i don't care what they have to say like at this point i still believe that biden is more appealing to uh, everybody yeah and the other person who (laughs) just about anybody making a super strong stance and this sounds crazy because he's like i can't not see him michael bloomberg is making a serious run. He so, is. Yeah. So, um, you know, you do those little quizzes because I was just like, I don't know any. Uh, all these people are just like whatever. I was like, I'm gonna. I just said I was, you know, long ago we were like, we're just gonna run. We're just gonna vote for the best white guy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um it's kind of where everybody I know that has been. But when I did like the little test like you know like which of the all these crazy all these candidates it was Biden and Bloomberg were the people and I was like oh my god (laughs) right but I mean I think that that's true for a lot of people and I think it's a really big mistake if um if Democrats who are voting in primaries who you know because typically so you know the the folklore or whatever is that you know Iowa leads the way you know and that people fall in line you know behind Iowa or whatever I'm like Not if that's what, I'm like if that's what y'all are doing that's a real real bad plan <laughs> like mm-hmm. y'all just you just want another four yeah. years of drama if that's what you're that's what the electorate is telling me if that's what they do I was like, not this year. I was like, I don't care what they say. Like, that's not going to happen. I think this is going to be another until <clears throat> late in the game, until it gets to, like, South Carolina or whatever. I think it's going to have to do that. Because, I'm sorry, like, it's, no. Those two firm, no. Like, no. Yeah, yeah no. It's, a, it's a really bad idea. Um, oh. And, you know, I, I, I don't see, like, I don't, and I mean, based on the point that was made early in this article and that the campaign seems to be banking on is I also don't see black voters lining up behind Buttigieg or behind Sanders. I mean, not, not like the older, like black voters, like maybe like young black voters. Oh yeah. Um, the millennials. Um, why? Very much so. That's what mm-hmm. I've seen. But, um, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that this article is actually, I mean, I should say, the point of this article and this focus that the, the Biden campaign is taking, I think is probably a smart one. And I think they, they're on to something uh, from the perspective of waiting for South Carolina, waiting for those um, early, earlier southern states to, to start um, start their primaries and, and, and focusing on that, because I think that will ultimately be the, the, that, I mean, that's the ground that you need to cover, that you need to be able to turn over votes in those states. Um, and, yeah, and, um, like and get that black vote. Barely got <clears throat> an African-American president. Do you really think that the United States of America is going to elect a gay man who is married, who from a small town. Small town. I was like, I don't even like the idea of like mayors of Los Angeles and New York running for president. I think that's silly. 
But South Bend, Indiana, like, are you serious? So, no. No, thank you. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, and you've worked in the city, you know, like, and you for, you know, obviously for city of LA, like, even it, like, there's just no comparison. Like, I, you know, no, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. It's just not the same thing. I mean, you have to, have, I, I feel like you're either a governor, um, and this whole idea that Pete, like, you know, we should get, like, getting away from career politicians has gotten us where we are today. So I do not feel like that's a good idea. And so I feel like banking on career politicians is not a problem to me. I feel like, yes, you should know this world and know how it works and know how it na- to navigate it mm-hmm. in order to run a country. Um, yeah, so... I, I just don't understand. Um, and and then uh, all that to say, and the government of a small town is not enough. You need to have done more than that. Right. So hopefully it is not bye-bye Biden. Because mm. then you're just saying hello to Trump again because no one's voting for Buttigieg. Mm. No, not enough people are voting for Buttigieg or for Sanders to beat Trump. No. So, all right. So that's my first story. Mm-hmm. Next up, Aww. the other thing that's been on everyone's minds is um, the coronavirus. Um, so yesterday it was reported that 97 people in one day died in um, China uh, off of this coronavirus. And the article that I'm looking at is from uh, the LA Times, with a uh, byline by Colleen Shelby. And the headline reads, workers at coronavirus quarantine base accosted amid unfounded fears of spreading virus. So this is out of Riverside County here at March Air Reserve Base, because there's workers at March Air Reserve Base and their families have been, that have been verbally attacked in person and on social media by people fearing their proximity to the 195 Americans who are under quarantine at that base after fleeing China amid the coronavirus outbreak. So this, um, this is just breaking news today. So um, the public health officer, this guy, Dr. Cameron Kaiser, Uh, wrote a letter out to the community and says, um, please understand that people on and off the base are not at increased risk for exposure to the new virus, and we don't restrict people who don't actually pose any risk. (laughs) They have had no contact with the evacuees, whose area is fully separated from base personnel. You do not need to exclude household or family members of MARV, which is Short for uh, March Air Force, March Air Force refers yeah, to some people might want to exclude some. I mean, you could exclude them, but not because of this. <laughs> you don't want your husband to come home. That's that's another issue. Um, I think it's dangerous, honey. <laughs> nor do you need to require them to obtain unnecessary clearance letters in quotes from a from a physician or a health authority. These they pose no greater risk than anyone else. Kaiser said that some base workers have been accosted while in uniform. To date, no one at the base has tested positive for the novel coronavirus, including two children who were hospitalized for fevers and have since tested negative for the virus. Only 12 cases have been confirmed in the U.S., six of which are in California. Kaiser said that officials in Riverside do not expect any positive cases to surface among the group, which landed at the base on January 29th. 
<clears throat> Unlike medical staff, including healthcare workers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and nurses from Riverside University Health System and Public Health, base workers have not been in direct contact with the group, which has been placed under a 14-day quarantine. The CDC had previously said that quarantine individuals do not pose a threat to the larger community. Um, this mandated quarantine by the CDC is the first in more than 50 years. Um, on January 31st, for those fleeing the epicenter of the virus in Wuhan, China, the order which did not align with the whoo, I love that, World Health Organization's recommendation <laughs> advising against travel bans has prompted health workers to scramble and stirred panic within communities. Um, there's no clear explanation for why the U.S. government issued a mandatory quarantine. While a quarantine is one of the only tools that may help mitigate the spread of the virus, as no vaccine currently exists, experts have said it's difficult to measure the effectiveness of a modern-day quarantine, a practice developed in the 14th century in Italy to prevent plague epi epidemics from spreading to coastal cities from ships that have returned to port in Venice. Um, so it goes on to just um, talk about the... I the outbreak and how, you know, kind of the history of it since it started in last month. Um, and then it just says, um, the State Department has said that more than 800 people have been evacuated from Wuhan. The majority have remained in, the quarant in quarantine at facilities in California, tapped by the Department of Defense, um, which is a huge number of people. Um, so this is crazy. Like, the the other crazy story in association with this whole coronavirus thing is just like, have you seen that time lapse video of China like building like a a hospital? I think it was like in ten days or something, like a thousand bed hospital. Mm. It's it's insane. Like I've never, <laughs> and I laugh because I'm like I work at a hospital and we just like put like we're always under construction for some add on some new wings some something and it takes forever <laughs> like forever to build like just yeah. like an, an additional a like wing. not even a tower like just an extra wing on some unit you know and so watching like this you know I mean it's such like it makes you kind of cringe the level of like work output by these people who are under communist rule and who are like yeah you're gonna build like you're gonna do what we need and and what we want and so we need this hospital asap and it's a, i mean and a thousand bed hospital is huge it's it's ridiculously like big and they're watching this like time lapse video of it going up from nothing from like a dirt patch like it's not even like they started with a hospital and added on to like from nothing to a full-on thousand-bed hospital just to handle the the additional patients from from the coronavirus in China, it's bananas. Oh um, but yeah, so I I don't know how are you seeing like I've been seeing people like straight up like wearing masks and like walking around just like I mean. It there's a there's a there's a real level of panic around this what have you seen anything in atlanta no we're just again living our lives no living <laughs> i honestly am just like not focusing on that like i'm choosing to put the blinders on 
Although when I did get sick today, I was like, oh my God, I caught the plague. <laughs> but the thing is, you're right not to panic. Like there literally is, there's not, I mean, there's a, these, these 12 cases that have been confirmed in the U.S. And that's that. And half of those are contained here in California. Um, the level, it's so, it's so, it's crazy to me because, you know, again, the media and what it does with this sort of thing, because, um, okay, so our mutual friend's son, Annette's youngest. Oh, um, oh gosh, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> he was all in, like, I mean, he's, like, seriously, like, concerned because there was a rumor, which is untrue and is unfounded and based on absolutely, I don't even know where it came from, but somehow there was a rumor that there was one patient um, in Torrance that had the coronavirus, and it's completely not true, but that rumor got out, and people were panicking, and he was, like, literally, like, freaking out, like, has made his dad buy him a book about, um, basically like homemade like medicine (laughs) and how to like make like your own like homemade whatever so that like he's basically like apocalypse ready (laughs) (laughs) and I told like I had to forward I forwarded her an email that I had gotten at work because I get you know our our system our Providence uh, hospital system is both throughout the South Bay and also um, in the in the San Fernando Valley. So I received one of the like mass emails that went out from the South Bay Hospital and basically addressing this because people were freaking out because there's this rumor and they had to like send an all users email to everyone saying like, yo, this is not a real thing. There is no coronavirus in Torrance. Um, that is, it, it is the definition of a rumor. Like, please, you know, like, do not, you know, if you, if you're sick, it's probably influenza A or B, like it's a terrible flu season. Um, you know, there's almost like a hundred percent chance that that's what you've got, if not just a common cold. Um, so I forwarded that email to Annette so that she could show it to her youngest son. Um, cause it was just. It was just hysterical. I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys. Like, so, yeah, Atlanta if, and anyone else who's like, it's fine. Like, literally, we're fine. Like, it is very much contained inside of China right now. Um, and it's running rampant in China. Now, if you're in China, especially in um, – and it really is very much inside the Wuhan district. Um, so if you're in Wuhan, China uh, – Yes, be afraid, <laughs> be afraid, be very afraid. Um, but anywhere else, like, and I keep comparing it to, again, I work at a hospital. When we had the whole Zika uh, scare, mm-hmm. and before that, the Ebola virus, 
we were getting like mass emails about both of those things daily, like daily updates, daily this, like concerns. And we still have a, we still have an adjusted protocol around the Zika virus in terms of it's one of our um, intake questions every time a new patient comes. Like, have you traveled to, you know, mm-hmm. these parts of the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's still part of it or whatever. So, like, if the coronavirus was like a real issue and an actual threat, like, we would all know about it because it, it was, you know, that's what happens at a hospital. Like epidemiologists, like, you know, go to town. It's like, they're like Oscars or whatever, you know, cause they're like, this is our time. This is the time that we get to talk about things. There's a disease that's out of control, you know, like that's the only time they get to shine. Um, so, but this is not the case with the coronavirus. Like we have not, with the exception of that one email, to stomp out the rumor about coronavirus in Torrance. There has been not a single email, not one, about the coronavirus at our, in our inside our hospital system. So all that to say, you're absolutely correct in not doing anything other than living your life. Um, you're not ignoring anything. There literally is nothing happening. Not here. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, girl. So that's uh, my uh, my uh, what is it? Newsworthy. Make you want to holler. Okay. <laughs> uh, my two stories for today. Okay. Let's turn to viral box. Um, mm-hmm. I originally was going to write about you know talk about the stripper who fell off the pole. Did you see this? Good God, no. <laughs> she failed. What? I know, but I'm just saying, this is not the story, but it was still, like, this has been all over the place. She fell 15 feet. <gasps> is she okay? Yes! That's the thing. Like, she, okay. Like, she didn't die. Like, she's still alive. <laughs> but did you die? But did you die? <laughs> but broke, did you die? broke her jaw, sprained an ankle, missing oh, tooth. But that's it. I was like... Wow. Where did this happen? In Why was she so high up? Huh? Oh, Texas. Why was she so far up? I, I didn't know poles were that high. Girl, I don't know. I don't know about... Are you hustling in microwave? <laughs> I, was, I don't think I've ever realized how many times the Instant Pop beeps because that was a really long... <laughs> Good, great. I am making I'm making chili and apparently it's done. It's fine. <laughs> There's nothing nothing to see here. Go on. Why? So I don't I don't know about the do's and don'ts and the habits of strippers, but I'm just saying <laughs> this woman fell 15 feet off a pole, a very high pole. That is very high. And fell to the ground and like still like twerked a little bit, but you could tell that she was injured. Not still twerked a little bit. Yes, Please, stop. Yes, Please, stop. And, uh, <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. And apparently she did like a little video because people were like, "Are you? Is she still alive? Like what no. happened?" Oh no! <laughs> and so um, yeah, she's still alive, and yeah, whatever. But that's not that was weird. that's not the story okay, yeah but, but that, that was like, but it's a very good aside i have to yes say. But i was like <laughs> no because the big viral thing was yes. centered around 
Gail King. Yeah. In the comments and the the her interview, it started with her interview with Lisa Leslie, mm-hmm. and it just took on a life on its own. Yeah. So, um, Gail King, um, interviewed Lisa Leslie. And she posed a couple of questions about, you know, Kobe Bryant and the rape allegations that he may or may not know. Lisa Leslie and Kobe Bryant were friends. Um, and this is the question, the first question that Gail King asked. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003-2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? Okay. So, okay. And she was like, no, like, that's not the person I knew. You know, I knew him personally, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then King goes on. She's like, is it even a fair question to talk about considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? And, mm. and Leslie's like, I think the media needs to be more respectful if they have questions about it. You know, there's years you could have talked about it, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they should be hanging over his le- legacy. Um, and then King goes, yeah, in the case, it was dismissed because the victim refused to testify, so it was dismissed. And she's like, and Leslie said, I think that's how we should leave it. And so, Mm -hmm. until today, when I was doing this, I didn't even read her questions. Right. I didn't realize, I was like, is this what people are all up in arms about? Yeah, and it's, I'm glad that you read them, because I only heard the yeah like I didn't know what the actual questions were and the way that the media is reporting it it makes it sound like Gail went in about it but these questions seem really kind of yeah like like I I, like the question I think that people are like asking about asking the question is really what it is yeah and I'm like she's a journalist right Interesting. For her to not ask these questions, and like honestly, I was like, the, I feel the way that she asked them. I felt they were respectful. Yeah, for um, sure. Because she, because I've seen some people ask questions, you know, moments after someone passed away that were absolutely inappropriate, right? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the next thing was Snoop. Um, Ugh. Um, yes. He had a video. I'm not gonna. I didn't watch the video because I just can't stomach it. But basically, he said, and now he's trying to say I didn't threaten her. Yes, he did. Like, yeah, you did. He said, "Funky dog head B." Respect the family and back off before we come get you. Right. Um, That's so... a threat. That's a threat. By the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> FYI, anyone, if you're if you're unclear, if you tell someone, uh, you know. You're going to come after them. That's a threat. Yeah. And then, like, everyone else is like, it's t- everyone's left about it. So, to me, it's like very disappointing in the number of people who are like, oh, sh- you know, calling her the B word and right. you know, Oprah. And, you know, there's an attack on black men in the media and they're starting it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or the deflection. Why don't you ask these uh, questions about Harvey Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, and this and that? You know, blah 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 blah. And again, you know, I am no fan of Oprah. And also, <laughs> but 
I like I have no opinion on Gail other than the fact that I want to be Gail, which I've always said because I was like, yeah, Gail has a life up until right now, until this week. Um, pretty much. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my god. And so Bill Cosby, did you see this? Yes. And I'm still like, because I was like, first of all, <laughs> is he still running his Twitter page from prison? I think it's his lawyer who made those comments about um, Eddie Murphy. Oh. So you yeah, heard, that you was just that too, right? After Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live, he made, he, you know, his, um, monologue he had a Bill Cosby joke oh no I don't know about this oh my god it was hilarious and quite accurate (laughs) you know he this is his first time being it was his first time being back on SNL Mm -hmm. did a good Mm -hmm. job he was Mm -hmm. like 30 years ago who would have thought that I you know he's like basically like he's like a dad he's like you know spending time with Mm -hmm. kids whatever Mm mm-hmm who would have thought that I would have been America's dad and Bill Cosby would have been in jail? Right, right. Like, That's hysterical. Yeah, and the thing is, like, Bill Cosby gave him such a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know, with his comedy and his content and was a hater. So I'm like, oh, he's fair game. Oh, he's absolutely fair game. So, You're in prison, dude. You're in prison for some really heinous stuff that you basically admitted to the acts, mm-hmm. but not like that it was wrong. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you have zero ground. You have zero ground to stand on. Right. And so, so that one, and then like, oh, and then Susan Rice got like bucked. Did you see her comment? Who? Susan Rice, who was like, um, I think ambassador in the um, Obama administration. And she actually, what did she have to say? She was like, Snoop, you need to step the blank off. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow, Susan Rice. <laughs> she didn't say the curse word. It was literally like, you know apostrophe you know <laughs> after, after, after. did she say f like what did she say i think she meant to say f but she didn't spell out anything it was like a twitter thing too oh oh, oh. so she, so she like put like asterisks or yes. something oh you know, wow you know susan she's like i still got secret service i can say what I want. she was like <laughs> You know, oh no! Jail, there's some other people who's gonna be coming for you. I was like, "Are we?" Wow! Whoa! <laughs> Susan Rice. Okay, we everybody needs a friend like Susan Rice, though. Come on. Right, I know it because I have had those friends. So yes, everybody needs a friend like Susan. In situations, and I'm like, okay, I need you to calm down. Um, oh yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's. <laughs> been for sure times that people have come for you about stuff and I'm like oh I know <laughs> <laughs> they're not coming for you who do they think they're yeah no so Susan Rice uh, yes 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 and amen to Susan Rice <laughs> so yeah I'm like I just need everybody to calm down I think the person gosh I for- didn't take her name down there was one journalist 
who was on a morning a, sh- a morning show, and I can't remember the name of the show either, which is horrible. But it was like two black a black woman, a black man, a white woman, and a white man. <laughs> <laughs> and the the woman, the black woman, just just put everything into context really quickly mm-hmm. and quickly mm-hmm. to the point where the white lady was like, "You know what? Thank you so much for being on the show. Like I." don't know anything about this <laughs> like, <laughs> and like thank you for helping me kind of understand what the hell is going on because I am lost it's like wow so, mad. so it was um her thing to the uh, Facebook page but please it was really good and like perfect but I need everyone to stop losing their damn minds I don't think what she said was a big deal. People have these sacred cows, like, um, and I don't believe in sacred cows. Like, I don't believe past anyone. Did you see like the news about the Jackson State University president? Oh, the the uh, the, the sex sex trafficking ring. Is that right? It was a, it was a sex trafficking. It was just prostitution, which you know, it's like, well, you know, that's sex that's, trafficking. I feel like trafficking is a little more sinister than. Is it? I because I feel like it's taking people. Sometimes against their will, like I feel like it's like taking people and putting them somewhere. Whereas, like, there's just you're procuring. I don't know. I, like, I think it's like an interway, but they're like still right there together. Yeah, anyway. I think. There, I mean, I think there's there's a there's a, there's a vein there's of prostitution very- that is fueled by sex trafficking, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the case or not. It's in Mississippi, but yeah. OMG. I saw that. Jackson that was crazy. Sta- what is going on at Jackson State University? Yo, like, because this is now, was what he's the coach of what now? No, no, no. He's the president of the university. No, <laughs> no, no, sir. No. He's the president of the university. Married with six children. Shut your mouth. Yeah, so (gasps) I was like, I hate to be that person, but I was like, sir, you are the president of university. You do not have to get involved in these low-ranking, like, shenanigans. Like, you you don't have to pay for it, like, if you want it. Right. I I don't understand what this is all about but there was like another woman who was also arrested there were like a few other people involved too but there was another person on the staff as well oh no that is bananas at like a whole other level so it and it was a sting, right? Like it was like a yes. like, like that's mm-hmm. do you know anything there, about the sting? Like how it went I down? I just know that it was supposed to they were supposed there was supposed to be a meeting place at a hotel. Oh, so God. I don't know if they like did it at the hotel or not, but like everyone according to Bessie's like everybody their hair looked crazy. Like what was happening? Did <laughs> the act? Like what was going on? <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, it's a good thing you weren't there. But I was oh like, my god. What in the world is happening at these black colleges? This is like the second big like thing like this that's happened. Like Oh my gosh. Insane. 
Not the president, though. Yeah, you like the coach because it's always the coach. It's always it's the always coach. the coach. And I saw a picture of him, and he's kind of got like a like you know like a, kind of a sporty jacket on, you know, like mm-hmm. a. And so that's like I just automatically was like, okay, he's yeah, like that's the... what he wears to you know meet the prostitutes. <laughs> on the website, he's a God fearing family man. Oh no! And his tie, yes. Oh my gosh, that is just, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know how you like. like, I don't understand how this is a thing. And I was like, is this a thing that people do? Apparently it is, but I'm like, why? I was like, I feel people are so loosey-goosey with that kind of thing. That you don't have to do all of this. I mean, I don't know, like, I just. It's so unexpected to have the president of a university be involved in such a low, seedy, despicable, you know, just like trading bodies for money. Like, what are you doing? Like, and at what, how did you, how did you get into it? At what point did you decide like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just go, I'm gonna just stay like, you know, like. You're, you have to be so deluded to think like this isn't going to come to light. Like you're like a major figure. Right. So my thing is like you may not want to do you know deal with like having an affair or something because that could get messy. Like that's not illegal though. Like right. <laughs> right. Right. Like I mean and again like that. that's like what I'm like it's like okay you would ex- you know like you you're for better or for worse, like you're used to hearing like scandals that are involved, you know, like extramarital affair, or you've got some like crazy, like other life that you're living, you know, that's like, you know, you've got a, or whatever, like the whole idea, you know, the whole like wife and children, a whole other set of wife and children somewhere. Like that's, yeah, he wouldn't lose his job for that. Right. Like it's just jail. like, it's terrible. And that's you're horrible. You're that's horrible, horrible and despicable as well. But like it's not, you know, like, it's not this like this is like what you're young like you're you know like you're the president of college where you know I'm assuming like thousands of young women attend and you're also in the business of prostituting young women like it's just so you need to be out there procuring money for right State University <laughs> yes and not like this not cookie like yeah money yeah, Jackson State. So yes, yes. How dare you, sir? And how dare shame, you? Shame, 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 shame. Oh, okay. that is horrible. Ugh, disgusting. I'm sorry. Didn't even mean to go there. What is his I name? Just, we've what been is talking it? about it. William Bynum Jr. Mm-hmm. And he used to work at Morehouse too, and mm. people bringing that out a lot too. Because remember the whole like, um. I guess the mean girls of Morehouse when they did the dress code and all that kind of stuff. Oh god, yeah. He was the main spokesperson during that time talking about what is and is not appropriate. And And now you're going to turn around and do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just oh. it is insane. No, Mr. Bynum. And he's a junior too. William Bynum a senior is probably rolling over in his grave. That's just a shame and a half. And maybe not. He's not because the man ain't that old. His daddy still, Mr. Um, senior, could still be alive. He Mr. could Mr. be. Mr. I hope he's not for his daddy's sake. Oh, it's just terrible. Oh, terrible. 
Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Okay. Oh my word. So let's go on to something a little less ridiculous. Oh, so awful. Boo. So, the Oscars. The Oscars. Crazy town. Okay. So first, I want to talk about the fashion. Okay. So for me, I was not impressed by a lot of the fashions that I saw on. <laughs> the red carpet I'm uh-huh. kind of like, disappointed a lot of people who usually I think come a little stronger mm-hmm. um, and I just have to point her out because it was atrocious Penelope Cruz who usually looks darling mm-hmm. what did she was, have on it was like this black kind of high low dress um, oh with the flower yeah it I was did so see that. wrinkled was it wrinkled? It was so wrinkled. I was like, did you just get out of a fight? Did you like tumble <laughs> down the red carpet? Oh, it is. I can see the it's creases so in it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was so disappointed. I was like, oh, my God, do better. Penelope. But it does have pockets. Like, it would it be does. cute without the wrinkles. It would have been so cute and precious like she usually is without all the wrinkles. I was like, so no one cares about Penelope Cruz anymore? She is, you know... She couldn't get a steamer? Somebody steam her up real quick? I feel like those kinds of things are like right there. She could have gotten that done before she got on the catwalk. Like she obviously doesn't have any friends or good publicists who didn't, you know, make sure that that didn't happen before she walked on the red carpet. And it's actually, it's when I'm looking at the picture of her uh, presenting her, the award that she presented, it's wrinkled still. Oh my God. On the show. Girl, and the thing is, I didn't notice it watching because, you know, you pretty much only see them from the waist up. So that's insane. As soon as it flashed on her, I could not get over that. I was like, what in the world? Penelope. the, The horrible, horrible dresses. So, best dress for me, Regina King looked amazing. Uh, beautiful. Oh, her hair that. was weird. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I kind of like that style. But I love the um, her dress. Her dress is gorgeous. The blush, it was beautiful. The blush and color. It, yeah, Janelle Monet, I loved as well. Yes. I loved that. I'm so glad she finally stopped with all the suits and stuff. Yeah. Um, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And people, you know, so a couple people, like Renee Zellweger, I thought hers was very, you know, very plain, very her, but it was beautiful. Like, the fit was beautiful. It was very and, pretty. Although, she, I don't understand why she doesn't wear jewelry. She needs, like, some earrings on. So She's so plain Jane. She's so ho-hum, plain Jane. Um, but I love, I did love Regina King's dress. I really did. And I, and I, you know, the thing is, we all commented on her hair, though, because it looked like something went wrong like because in the commercial that they showed for her like the, the commercial mm-hmm. that she did for whatever they basically they, she had the same hairstyle and it was perfect like you could tell like how it was supposed to be because mm-hmm. for the commercial that they shot it was like gorgeous and it was like on the day I don't know if she got caught in the rain like <laughs> it looked like something went wrong mm-hmm. um, so like it wasn't it wasn't laying down the way it was supposed to but the dress was gorgeous 
Yes. She's and beautiful. And I also like, yeah, beautiful. I love Gina Davis's dress as well. I thought it was very pretty. What did Gina Davis have on? Oh, I gotta yeah, look. It was, yeah, it was in one of, I think the Vanity Fair, you know, they do the pictures of the dresses. I loved her dress as well. I thought it was very nice. And again, someone you don't really like think too much about. Like, right. Not, like, you know. Yeah, she wasn't like up for anything. <laughs> yeah, but um, I thought she looked great. There's a little too many like puffy sleeves and frilly things that I was just like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't care for for them. Although the little girl from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was just so adorable, even though she wore like a bunch of little fluffy stuff. But it was mm-hmm. Christian and it was you know she's adorable. She was very cute in the movie and adorable. Okay. So yeah, um, I, I agree with you though. I love Regina and I love uh, Janelle Monae. I thought they were Janelle Monae had a very um, the whole like kind of medieval vibe with the chain. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Chain. Chain link. Chain link. Chain link? It's not chain link. No. no. So chain, like mail. chain mail. Chain mail. Chain mail. Yes. Chain- <laughs> I was like, exactly. I was like chain link. Yes. Chain link fits. That's what she is. Oh, I do like Gina Davis's dress. Interesting. It's pretty. It's pretty. I liked it. Um, very, I like, very interesting top part to it. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That was interesting, but still okay. very age appropriate. Mm-hmm. So okay. the Oscars. So I only saw two of the best picture movies. Okay, and I saw all but two. Oh, <laughs> so there we go. We are like flip. What did you not what? see? I did not see Little Women, oh. and I did not see Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit is the only one I had not even heard of. Oh, seriously? Yeah, There's been a lot of talk about it. And, um, but yeah, like, there's a few more that I, I want to see. Like, it's, yeah, like, some one of, like, Marriage Stories on Netflix, and mm-hmm. um, I am going to eventually see Little Women. I really don't want to see 1917, but I might. But, it's um, really good. And here's the thing. I always think I don't like war movies, and yeah, then I go and and then I go and see them, and I like them. Like, I, but I have this thing in my head that's like, oh, I don't like war movies. I'm not going to see that. But then I'm like, oh, it's going to be up for the Oscar. I'll go see it. And then I go see it. It's the same as with Dunkirk a few years ago. I was like, oh, but it's going to be up for an Oscar, so let me see it. And I see it, and I'm like, oh, I really like. It. <laughs> so I think that's it's just crazy. some weird thing in my mind where I like I'm like predisposed to think I don't like them, and I actually do. Yeah, and see, I don't even think that way because I love war movies, but I was like, I just don't, I'm not in the mood to watch this right now. It's intense, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, no, and, you know, Parasite, wow, like, wow. when I saw that it won Best um, Screenplay, I was like, oh my god, like, (laughs) my win. I was so, like, yeah, because I went into it totally, like, not... I was thinking it was going to do well. I knew it was going to get international film. Um, mm-hmm. And when it got international film, I was still thinking, okay. Like, because typically what the Academy does is say, yep. here you go. You got international film because we're yep. not giving you best film. So I was, even though that seemed like the direction it was going in, I was yeah, still surprised. I was, like, I was still surprised. director too, right? Yes. So yeah, I was like, oh, okay. When it got director, I was like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> like, because yeah, like director and best film typically, mm-hmm. you know, go hand in hand. So I was, yeah, that was crazy. 
that was crazy and it's also like I don't know like it was I also I don't know part of me feels like I need to watch it again because like when I saw it I was like really sleepy I wasn't ready for the I I did not grasp that it was like a like a completely foreign film so that it was I was not ready for the subtitles which I do need to be mentally prepared for subtitles like I need to know going into a movie that I'm mm-hmm. going to be reading, you know? So, it's a totally different experience. So, it is. Yeah, like you, I was like, I have to, you have to be up for it. And I was like, oh, subtitles. Okay, let me, let me, you know, adjust, you know? Um, and so, and it's such a bizarre film. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, like, I went on to just, because I was like, I don't, I know that I don't, I don't feel anytime soon that I'm going to be in the mood for subtitles. So I just went to Wikipedia and like read the synopsis and I was like, oh, this is weird as hell. It's super um, weird. Like, it's, like the, and the concept is very interesting and it's well done, well executed the whole nine, but it's, it's a bizarre movie. So I'm, I'm still people are horrible. Right. Everyone's, everyone's bad in it. And so like, you know, ultimately the idea is like, who is the parasite? Like, which, you know, like yeah. it's this kind of like class war thing and who's the real parasite. And, you know, it's very fascinating. Like, you know, it's, it's good, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm still surprised. Like I'm still like, and I don't know if it was just like, is the Academy's way, you know, like because so much of what was nominated was very like white male oriented. Yes, that if is it was what just they like they it was just their way to be like here you go. Yeah. To, um, so I liked Steve Martin and um, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. They were funny. <laughs> they were. They were really funny. Good jokes, 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 jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like Easter Ray when they did the announcement, like congratulations to those men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other one. I know you don't like her, but um, um, oh God, I cannot think of her name right now. Who don't I like? She was um in um Black Swan. Black Swan. Oh, gosh! Why can't I think? Of her? I know I'm looking. I see her in my face like I see her but she wore like a dress that had the names of oh um, oh um women um directors who were passed over Natalie Portman yes thank you yeah I don't Um, care for her yeah so Random to me. Um, so yeah, so that was that. Oh, congratulations on oh, my favorite thing to Matthew A. Cherry. For yes. Love. Oh, oh, we cheered so hard for that. That was so exciting. Oh my god, so cute. I love. That I love that little short. short. It's so and it's so sad at the end. It makes you cry. Why? Uh, you know, because they're going to see the mom. Yeah, but if you keep watching, she gets better, and her hair grows back. It does. You're right. But at first, you're sad. I was sad yeah. at first, because I was like, oh, no, she's really sick. Yeah. She's gonna die. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why, because I stopped watching at that point, because I was like, I don't want to see about a dying mother. Um, so, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, she gets up? Oh, they're taking her home. She gets better. Okay, her hair's growing back. Okay, 
guess it's a little better than I. <laughs> it's so sweet. I mean, it hits on so many points because it's like about like the dad daughter relationship and then like oh, yeah, the whole like cry, yeah. yeah that was so sweet and then like you know and just like dad's trying to make it work and the whole like you know just the like difficulty of like you know getting getting that hair just under control <laughs> some mm-hmm. kind of and way you just not gonna put a hat on my head Right. Yeah. Like, let's make this work and figuring it out. And and so that was just that whole bonding ritual between dad and daughter was so sweet. And then, yeah, like the whole reason that it's happening is because the mom's not there because she's getting treatment. Like, I was like, oh my God, y'all. And I mean, to to fit all that, to fit that many concepts into a short animated feature, like, that's crazy. Like, it's so well done. And and beautifully um, uh, animated. Anima- animated, like I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, but like it's just I I was so so happy mm-hmm. to see them win. Like I I was yeah that was great that was yeah. great. And so the other category is the big category. So best actress. Um, mm-hmm. I did see Judy. Did you see Judy? Yes, I saw Judy. I thought she did a great job. Um, I thought she really like embodied her like it was kind of crazy how much she was like yes yeah that was wild and there are certain angles she would hit and I was Mm. like oh my god like she even like looked like her like she has like that silhouette so I was like okay wow yeah um and congratulations to um Joaquin Phoenix you know so good yeah you know I hated that movie but um I don't understand so good I don't so like this origin story for the Joker. Don't it's like it. it's perfect. It's a perfect origin story. No. Oh my gosh. I, like I love the like humanizing of it though. Like this is how like this is who villains are. Like villains are we make villains. Like people, other people create people who become villains. Like that's the that's the bottom line of the story. Like, it's dark and it's awful, but it's like, yeah, like, this is how, like, I thought it was just so human. Like, I like the fact that it humanized the process by which people um, are overtaken by their circumstances or overtaken by their mental illness. You know, like, I don't know. I thought that that was really powerful. I guess, but I feel there are lots of people who have horrible childhoods and horrible things happen to them and do not become monsters. And I get that's not what the story is about, but I just did not. I was like, I just wasn't a place for that either. Like, it it was just too dark. It was ridiculous. It was just so dark. I was like, "Mm, no thanks. Um, (laughs) But yes, he's a great actor, did a good job. And his speech was like wackadoodle, though. But because he is (laughs) a lunatic. He's crazy. Like I was He's like into it. Like it was like normal. Like it was like kind of like you know okay okay. And then he like started talking about like all the like crazy vegan stuff. You know like about the and, calf. Oh, and the- let me just say like <laughs> in honor of your father, like I would be pissed if I went to the Golden Globes and I had to eat vegan food because of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, for sure. You you. Where's yeah, my where's my steak? Yeah, he it was so like, wait, okay, what? What are we talking about now? And then he kind of came back up when he brought it up, like you know, kind of like uh-huh. rounded back about like, yeah, you know, yeah, just people needing to be there for each other, whatever. And then he quoted River, 
And that was just like, oh, like, and the quote from River was so sweet. It was this, um, if you run to the rescue with love, I'm I'm misquoting it, but if when you run to the rescue with love, peace will follow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that was like, you know, so it was just like, it was, it was this, this topsy turvy, and he was up there for like a good, like almost four minutes. Like he was just like, I'm gonna give my speech. Yep. And you guys are just gonna follow it. I think is he dating like Roni uh, Mara? Yeah, I'm not like just dating. They're like in a a serious committed relationship for like I don't know a few years now. For a while, okay. Yeah, they're both like just so wackadoo to me. So like I see like good job. Like you find each other, but um, yeah. Okay, congratulations to Brad Pitt. Good old Um, Brad. He was there with his mama again. Bradley Pitt. Um, oh, Keanu Reeves also brought his mother, and so did Cynthia Revo. Yes, I was like, oh, like, there's yeah. so many people there with their mama. I was like, that's so sweet. I love that. <laughs> like, but you know, me. with Cynthia Reva, there's a bit of controversy around her. Why? Okay, so you know Lena Waite, right? Yeah. Apparently, you know, Lena Waite was married to this like um, Hollywood, you know, kind of person. Okay. And um, they broke up, and the rumor was that she's dating Cynthia Erivo. Oh, and that's new? Mm-hmm. Just happened, like, within the last month. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the last thing... Okay, so I don't... I Obviously, I know very much who Lena Waith is, and I follow... Like, I like a lot of her work. Like, I love The Shy. Like, that's my show. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Don't I don't enjoy her. I don't enjoy her. I actually watched the um so you know your boy, uh the chef, um one of your boys, um, who has a show on Netflix where he goes around with people and like explores their like town with food. Um David David Che? Yes. Um I think it's him. I think it's David Chang's show. And he has, like, so he, like, every time, like, he's in, like, Morocco with, uh, what's his face? John Legend's wife. Um, oh, yeah, her. Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen. And then, like, you know, so then he's, like, he does, like, Morocco with her. And then he goes somewhere else with somebody else. And so he comes to L.A. and does, like, L.A. Lena Wave style. So they go through like Eagle Rock and a few different places and like just food, fooding around or whatever. Yeah, I heard um, she said some problematic things. She, I, again, I find her problematic. So I'm not even, I'm never even sure like, if, is it, is it problematic? Cause I find her problematic in a lot of ways <laughs> or is she actually being controversial? You know what I mean? Cause I like, I don't, you know, yeah. So yes, she does. Um, but anyway, I watched her on that. And that was probably a few months old, even when I saw it. So like, but I saw it probably like four or five months ago or whatever. And um, so then she was talking about the woman that she was with. And I thought she referred to her as her spouse. Yes, they were married. Okay, so they were married. Okay, so and so the rumor now is that she that's over or that she cheated oh, no, on her it, with Cynthia it has been they both announced that they are separated and divorced okay okay and then and... immediately upon that it came out that she is dating living with Cynthia Erivo who up until this time no one thought was gay 
Well, okay. And help me understand this, though. We were and, talking about... Oh, her wife wasn't... She was the first woman that her wife was with, too. Who, wait, who was the first woman her wife was with? Lena Waite. So her wife was essentially heterosexual up until she met yeah. Lena Waithe? Yes. Okay, and that's the same thing with regard to Cynthia Riva. Yes. Um, so I she gives off strong F boy vibes to me as a woman. <laughs> can we just say, can we just I, I just want to mark that we're having a conversation that like ten years ago would not have made any sense, but go ahead. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> just in terms of like so many things, like oh, yeah, this is like the reality of the world today, and that like this is a thing that is, yeah. So go you know. on, you were saying. Uh, um, okay, no, I'm just trying to like work it all out of my head. So my question was because we talked about this last night at the table at, at our Oscar party. Cynthia Revo to me feels like I mean I loved her and Harriet. She can sing her face off. Um, I thought I was really impressed by the fact that she both like acted in the movie and like sang the soundtrack and like, you know, like there's all this stuff, but I feel like I've never like until this, like, I didn't know who she was. Like, has she like, and everyone at the table kind of agreed that she kind of like came out of like the fog. Like now, do you know of her, any of her work previous to this? Um, I believe she was in the color purple, the original color purple cast. Okay, but how long ago was that? Mm, on you mean on Broadway? Yes, she has a Tony. Does she now? Yes, for the color purple. <laughs> okay, but that was a long time ago. Twenty sixteen. Maybe she wasn't the original cast. But I don't know, but she has a Tony. I'm looking it up. <laughs> That okay, so okay, and that makes more sense though, because I don't follow Broadway that closely. Okay, but yeah, she's been in some. I'm trying to think of something else she's been in. Um, ooh, la, 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 la. I don't know. She's like one of those people, but I know she's gotten a lot of flack because she um is one of those like Brits with you know kind of an African um, background who said negative things about African Americans oh interesting because we did talk about that at the table last night too because someone um, who's in the business one of my regular guests yes um, <laughs> you know who she is yes. not going to say her name no. um, was mentioning how um, she had gotten, there had been a lot of talk about whether or not she should have gotten this role. Yes. Being that there's so many African-American women actresses who could have played Harriet from an authentic place of actually being African-American rather than a British actress. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, um, but then I had said, like, well, you know, the fact that she's, you know, because part of the, have you seen Harriet? No. Okay. So part of the, the what they play up, a part of the story that's relevant, I think, is that this whole idea that Harriet 
would um, use him. So use like, you know, basically Negro spirituals to communicate with slaves who are still out in the field, like to let them know that she was there or whatever, you know. So singing was a big part of the role is what my point is. Um, And so I wondered whether or not, you know, it was an issue of like finding a finding someone who could really do both, like act the role and also sing the songs. And then she ultimately ends up singing the soundtrack. So not that that... And I not feel that... they could have, because like, like you said, it's not like they got her for star power because she wasn't really a household name. Mm-hmm. So they, I'm, I know that there are many, many talented singers, true, actresses. True, true. If they had looked a little harder, maybe they, they could have. But, um, I don't know, but she's also in a story like the story with uh, Jennifer Hudson for and Aretha Franklin is coming out next year, I think, or later in this year, I think. But there's one on um, a television a television station that they're doing with Cynthia Erivo as Aretha Franklin, and people are up in arms about that as well because they're like, "Are you serious?" Like, first of all. We have a movie coming out. Why do we need this one before the one? Why do we need so needs? many movies all at once? Right. Yeah, we know this one's coming out. It's been coming out for a while. Why right. do we need this one? Like, what was the point of this one? So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we went all off on a tangent. Um, we did. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot to say about. See, this is when we miss, you know, <laughs> filming episodes. We got to go back to yes. everything. No, but, but this is a whole lot. Okay, so apparently <laughs> she played Seely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Still, that was a long. That was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, okay, like five years ago. Yeah, and um, what's the other person? Oh, and. I didn't see any of the films that the best supporting actresses were in. So Laura Dern, um, good job, sure. Yeah. Yes. She was she was fine. I mean she was fine. I didn't Marriage Story was a good movie. I, I still yeah, it, she was fine. I like Adam Driver. I love Adam Driver. I really do. Um and he he was like he was great in Marriage Story. Like really, really really good. So actually, Scarlett Johansson, both of them played off of each other really nicely mm. um, for like, you know, what was a very, like, there's that, especially there's like, and everyone keeps, like, it's a scene that they keep showing where the two of them as a, as a couple that's in the middle of a divorce, like, have it out, like, mm. and say everything that they are thinking, you know, mm. and it's like, it's gut-wrenching, like, it's like this incredibly painful, like, highly emotional you know fight you know for all intents and purposes um and it's very well done like they're both excellent in it so um so yeah he i I really like him he's 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 very good and you know he comes from well i would i know him no of course now he's in like the star wars movies but before he was kylo ren um um girls with um lena dunham he, was, he played her boyfriend. <laughs> okay, can I tell you how upset I was when I was loving and watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and she appeared on my screen? Yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? Go away. Why are you here? I Why cannot you, okay. stand her. Um, 
Yeah, not no. Um, but yeah, I was like, I chuckled to myself because you know, because I saw Marriage Story, like you know, okay, it's on Netflix, so I watched it at home or whatever. And then, like a couple weeks later, I finally made my way to the theater to see Star Wars or whatever. And mm-hmm. in the opening scene, Kylo Ren, played by Adam Driver, is just like wielding his lightsaber, and he's like, you know, like <laughs> fighting. He's like, and I was like, could you use myself, that? I was like, ooh, he really didn't take that divorce very well. <laughs> I amuse myself. You do amuse yourself. Okay, <laughs> last thing, because let's move this along. Because <coughs> I do have to go to the office of Barbordy. Yes. Um, the photograph is coming out on Friday, and I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. What is much. the photograph? Oh my gosh! How are you like the only black person who's not seen this movie? It's the new movie with like um, Lakeith Stanfield from mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, oh gosh, the first um, um, Jordan Peele movie. What was that? Uh, get, get out. out. Yeah, get out. Uh huh. And um, Issa Rae. Okay. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I have seen the trailer for this. So people are very much looking forward to it. Another, you know, depiction of black love that's Mm -hmm. a um, tragedy like Queen and Slim, which I refuse to watch because I am not here for it. Um, I wanted to see that. Why aren't you here for it? What was wrong? I don't want to. I don't want to see like like trauma porn. Like I just don't want to. I'm just not here for that. Although the lead actress is lovely and she is married to Pacey, which I find delightful. To who? See, see these little age differences. Dawson's Creek. I was like, our age. Oh, not Dawson's Creek. Yeah, very small. But I loved Pacey. Okay. Joshua Jackson on Dawson's Creek. And I'm, yeah, I felt the story should have been about him because. Dawson, not so much. Um, but um, yeah, she is married to Joshua Jackson and they are expecting a baby. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they're so cute. So I was like, oh my God, they're so cute. And they show up to all the little things. So yeah, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not into like watching trauma black people and trauma on the screen like I get that all stories are great stories yay and you know like personally me myself and I if this was me and all you know this is my first time meeting you this would have been a very short movie (laughs) (laughs) right deuces right all that to you bro yeah <laughs> right all that you got going on yeah okay no but i have i do um i just didn't know it was coming out so soon i didn't realize it was a valentine's day release for this oh that's movie. all that everyone is like oh valentine's day i'm gonna be away on valentine's day so i'm trying to think and i was like i don't know i think i might be one of the earlier people to get into i have a work convention so I'll probably just go in the middle of the day and just go see it. Oh, that'll Five be good. Sales. Yay. 
Yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be really sweet. And I, the trailer for it is great. All the, like, the movie posters for it, like, all the billboards for it are beautiful. Like, this, like, mm-hmm. lovely, like, black and white photography. And then, um, and I, I I do really like Lakeith Stanfield. I feel like he's such a talented actor. He's so good, in it, especially in Atlanta. I love him so I love him. so freaking weird. They write his weird. character so well. I, I love Atlanta, first of all. Can we just say mm-hmm. that show? But um, Oh, is she? Oh, okay. Zazie hmm. Beats, she looked cute, too, at the Oscars. I liked her little dress. It was cute, too. The one who plays Van. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't see her. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah, she looks good. She looks cute, too. Cute outfit. Not long, formal, but yeah. Okay. Him, Atlanta, I love them. Love them. Love them. Okay. Uh All right, so the photograph, something to look forward to this weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Very good. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> and Let's you're welcome. Um, how are we gonna do this? Are you gonna do your like little Black History fact, or? Um, I actually don't. I I thought you were preparing a Black History fact this this month. This oh, week. I thought we were both. Are we, are we both supposed to do one? I'm sorry. No, you do no, yours. No. no. Let's do it where we switch off. So oh, we switch off. Okay. Yeah, so. Fine. All right. Um, we can lead with yours, with, with your fact. What's your little lesser known black history fact? Well, I don't know how lesser known it is at this point because it's something that has been making the rounds on social media. But okay. I felt because it's cookie time that it's something <laughs> worth sharing. So okay. um, jo- Josephine Holloway, a champion of diversity and one of the first African-American Girl Scout troop leaders. Oh, neat. Yeah, so in 1924, she worked, um, was at a, like a local women's shelter in Nashville, and she wanted to bring some of the Girl Scout programming to the girls at the shelter. Okay. Um, and by the end of the year, she was able to um, engage in 300 girls in these kind of Scout-inspired activities. Mm-hmm. Um, ten years, about 10 years later, in 1933, um, she made her first attempt to form an official troop for African American girls, and of course, denied. Wow! Um, and the reason one one of the reasons that they gave was the high cost of maintaining separate facilities for blacks. See, that's just mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I can't though. So, Add an almost ten more years in 1942. She did not give up. 20 years Good. of her trying to do this. Josephine. She um, established the region's first African-American Girl Scout troop. Still segregated, but of um, course. she was able to do this. So um, she served the girls, was even trained by I think, the head of the Girl Scouts herself. She became a well-respected member of the community. Um, eventually, Uh, The Girl Scouts hired her as a field advisor for black troops, and she remained in that position until her retirement in 1963. Wow. Right. She reportedly supervised over 2,000 African-American girls and adults. Um, And she has her own um, camp named after her honor, naming her honor Camp Holloway. Oh um, yeah, and it's like I don't know, I don't know where this is located, but you know the camps is where they go and do all their 
like camping activities, working, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> where they go and camp? Where they at go the camp? camp. <laughs> but they do like their little activities with the horseback riding, the fishing, all the stuff that the Girl Scouts do when they go to their little camps. I was not a Girl Scout, so I don't know. All the, <laughs> I wasn't a Girl Scout, out. and I'm not trying to be a Girl Scout. How about that? Yeah, I don't like the outside. Um, no, thank so, you. Um, so again, so a big thank you oh, to Holloway because yes. I personally, we personally know many little black Girl little black Scouts girls, yes, who are like stuff. loving their Girl Scout experience. Oh my gosh, and they have it's like allowed them to just flourish and become like these amazing like little mini bosses. So mm-hmm. and just like the amount of <clears throat> Of self-esteem and confidence yeah. that has been instilled in them for the girls, Girl Scouts. So mm-hmm. thank you, Josephine Holloway, for blazing that trail for the little girls that we know, and for all the other little girls, black girls, yeah. and Girl Scouts. So cool! That's a great mm-hmm. one. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. Very good. All right, so um, let's get personal. Um, let's see. I will start. Um, today, in particular, I'm very excited because I ordered this necklace um, to uh, commemorate, um, to have just something tangible to commemorate um, Her Majesty. It's and beautiful. I, thank you. Saw the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted on Facebook. And it's like a, it's a mandala style, you know, so it's a round um, pendant um, with like, you know, design and writing on it. But the way they do it is they, you can submit any name to them and they take the name that you submit and make a design out of the name. So I submitted Maggi and um, it's so pretty, like, it's just so pretty and it made me tear up when I opened the box. Um, I ordered it a couple of weeks ago um, and I knew it was going to take a while because they have to like, you know, take it and they, and they presumably it's each one is like handcrafted, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. And um, so I'm super excited to be wearing it and to have it and just have another little way to like process um, that loss. Um so that's good. And um, yeah, and I, like, you know, speaking of the Oscars, we had our Oscar party. This is the fourth year for me that I've been hosting it by myself um, on my own since somebody left four years ago. Um, and you see how it, she just stole my party. Like, just stole it. Having it in like fancy places like Chaconis, like, okay. We had to move to Chaconis because the place that we used to have it acted a fool last year um, and gave me so much grief that I was like, you know what, we spend, you know, we show up, like, usually there's about 10 people. This year it was closer to, like, eight. Um, And, yeah, like, we eat and drink. We We eat and we drink. We're a drinking and eating group. <laughs> and and especially at the other place that we used to have it, who I shall not name, um, they're kind of like a cafe style place where people come in and have like a drink or a coffee and then they like sit down on their mat, like very much like Starbucks, like sit down on their mat mm-hmm. and like work and like don't order anything else or whatever. So I was like, we're coming in here 
ordering food and more food and drinks and more drinks like y'all should really be like mindful of the fact that like we are like probably like in this week's budget like we are making your budget you know right and um and they weren't like they acted just a straight fool last year like gave us all kinds of trouble about like putting the volume on the tv and you know just acted like we'd never been there before mm. and part of the problem with this a new was, person it's a new person every year like i have never once dealt with the same person from one year to the next like it's always a new manager always new staff so there's that's fine but then it was like you know I'm giving you I'm letting you know like here you know we come here every year this is the fourth year we or at that point last year this is the third year I'm doing it but you had done it what three years there three or four Mm -hmm. years you know so I was like never a problem It was never a problem, you know, so I was just kind of like, you know what, we don't need this. So we took all of our little money (laughs) and had it at Chaconi's this year. And it was fabulous. Like, I made my reservation the moment I was, um, like, I had the date for the Oscars. I called, I, you know, I, I made a reservation for 10. And they had us set up at a table for 10 directly in front of the screen, the giant, like, you know, big screen TV with two giant speakers, like, next to it, you know, so, and they're, like, they turned it on right at, like, 4.59, right as the show show was coming on, Um, and it was, it was perfect, like, they were, and they were very, it was, you know, it's Chaconi, so it's, like, good service, good food, great drinks, Mm. Um, and, um, and all the usual suspects um, showed up, so we had a very good time um so um so yeah so that was definitely one of the highlights of the weekend it was also very like churchy weekend i had a women's conference that went from friday night through saturday it was really really good um and um i got to hang out with our mutual friend falana and her beautiful mother anetta so that was great um and then just a long day at church on sunday where it was like church service and then a prayer kind of training thing afterwards a class um so yeah it was a very packed weekend that's the only thing like you know I don't like weekends where there's like something to do every single day and there's literally like Friday night all day Saturday Sunday all day Sunday like you know there's barely a break um so it was all good things and I had fun and I saw a lot of good people and heard a lot of great things and got a good good information like it was all good but I'm like exhausted um but um, but yeah, really, really good. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's it. And counseling therapy still going good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting with uh, Stan the man on Thursday again. Um, so just really grateful for that. Um, so yeah, and like I said, the new the new cat is is wild. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. She's a wild cat. Um, <laughs> She's very sweet, though. She's very sweet. So, like, she balances her wild with her sweetness, so that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's definitely a wild kitty. So, yeah, but we're doing good. Everything, everything's copacetic on this end, for, by and large. What about you? Yeah, minus the being sick. Like, this past week has been super busy. Um, I knew it's probably going to be a matter of time before, like, it caught up with me and it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but things are good. Um, this week is pretty much trying to wrap stuff up and 
get ready for this conference, which is, I was like, I need to rest and have be at full capacity for because you know, as you know, like all conferences are, um, go 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 all the time. Yes, and then all the stuff after hours, and I mean, mm-hmm. we have workshops starting at seven forty-five. Oof. So nothing um, should start at seven forty-five. Yes, like seven forty-five and going literally all day, like kind of break for lunch. But it's like it's exhausting. So I just want to like get myself revved up and ready as much as possible for that. Um, oh, like I cooked this week. Oh, I saw your post. <laughs> You, like, cooked, like, for real, for real. Okay, so the thing was, um, I was in the grocery store, and I was on the phone with the fella, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just picking up my stuff for, you know, the week, like, my breakfast and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man. And he mentioned something about greens. I was like, do you want me to fix you some greens? Like, I can fix you some greens. And it evolved into this whole, like, <laughs> menu Right, because you can't have just greens. I mean, you can, you can. but <laughs> but you like, you know, you got greens, you want a little, you know, a little meat, something yeah, to go with like, them. And you want, got the meat, you want a little carb, something to go with them. And he was like, this is like baked chicken. I was like, okay. And I was like, he's like, some black eyed peas. And I was like, okay, well, I have to have rice if I have black eyed peas. Right. And, um, <laughs> That's what I'm and then I was like, okay, if I have greens, I have to have cornbread. So it became like this whole mm-hmm. thing. And so we just sit there, like, we both cooked, ended up like cooking and ate. And it was like, this is so funny because, like, I can't remember the last time I like, cooked a full meal like that. And, like, if he didn't, like, suggest it, like, it still wouldn't have been Right, right. And it was so good. And I was like, gosh. And I was like, it took, like, an hour and a half. And But I was like, this was so good. And I was like, it was fairly, like, healthy and, you know, fresh. And I was like, oh, man, I need to do this more often. And went back to, you know, my usual takeout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very next day, but oh it was my really God. good. Like, so good. Like, he called his mom. I know it was. I know it was. I know he did. You, yeah, because you could cook your face off and everything is delicious. You're the only person who cooks greens that I like. Like, I, it's, it's bananas. So, yeah, I know he was like, let me tell you something about what I just ate today. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, what? You had all that today? Right. <laughs> all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You over there making Christmas dinner in the middle of uh, February. It was like literally, I was like, you know what? I have to go <laughs> view some, preview some property. But I was like, I'm going to like leave and like leave work earlier than I usually do so that like we could actually eat at like a normal person's time. So yeah, I was like, well, yeah, so that, is that was my big thing for the week. I actually cooked food, which is again what Atlanta Kristen does not do. Which is a shame and a half. It's a loss to the world here and there. <laughs> I was like, I tell you, to the point where people are not putting respect to my name. So I was like, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, you got to show and prove. Yeah, every now and then I'm going to need to like, 
cook something. Mm-hmm. I still need somebody to make me some gumbo. Like, if anybody is so inclined. So please, inclined. Please make me some gumbo. I, that I do not cook. Um, oh, you know what my other highlight of the week is? It's all um, my... Um, I picked up so Target is making their little money off of Black History Month and I wanna say I'm mad um, at them but not I'm not. Mine. I I went in there and looked nothing. Go okay, on. I did have to go online and order to pick up at a store in a different shade of neighborhood. <laughs> Cause my store right here was sold out of the stuff that I wanted. But the store over down the way off of uh, Beverly and La Cienega. <laughs> that store had what I needed. Um, so I did have to do the pickup in store, you know, a few, 20 minutes away. But I love their little line of clothes, little line of like apparel that they've got going for Black History Month. And I got two things. I got a t-shirt, the t-shirt that has all the women's name on it. So it's, you know, Maya, mm-hmm. And uh, Fannie Lou and Harriet and Sojourner and you know I can't think of all the names that are on there, but it's all like it's it's a cute like kind of burgundy T-shirt. Um, and the other one is a sweatshirt that is really cute because it's like that boxy fit sweatshirt, so it's like kind of oversized and it has um, this very cool stamp out design that reads "Black is Beautiful." Mm-hmm. And, and it's got like other words. I'm wearing it right now. So it's got other words on it that say like determined, successful, triumphant, empowered, you know. Um, and it's just black and white, a, a white, white, or kind of like an ivory coloring on a black sweatshirt. Soup, mm-hmm. but I would, so I love just the concept of both of them are really nice, but they're both like super comfortable. Like they're, the brand is well worn. And it's that's exactly what it is. Like it feels like you know, like a sweatshirt or a t-shirt that you've I'm already. I'm looking re- at it now, and the price is right. The price is terrific. So I'm like, go on Target. I know you y'all making your little dollars off of us. That's fine because this right here is adorable and well, who, affordable. Who is the well-worn company is it a black-owned company? I I don't know. I haven't looked into that. If they are, then amen. Um. But yeah, if y'all don't know, check out Target's little Black History Month line of stuff. Um, it's cute. It's affordable. And um, you can get some cute little like extra pieces. Um, so yeah, so that's my other little hat. And I've worn this sweatshirt a few times this weekend. And I've gotten like more compliments on this sweatshirt than I have on like any single piece of clothing that I've ever put on. At the grocery store, at church, just standing in line somewhere. Like, folks have been like, I like that shirt. Ooh, where'd you get that sweatshirt? Girl, that's nice. I mean, literally, like, people of, like, random, just strangers. Like, I was like, okay. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tarshay. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Well-worn? No. Hmm. Um... It's still cute. I don't know. Maybe it's me. It seems weird to me that Maya is it? It's Maya Angelou, right? I'm assuming it's Maya Angelou. Who it else could it be? Doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the names on the shirt. Well, no, you've got a poet, author, and she was a she was was a big part of like um, the civil rights movement. 
in her own way, like in her like kind of like an yeah. artsy, like her artsy contribution to it and like standing firm with like, you know, yeah, a bunch I, of folks. I will say, yes, you're right. I mean, well, definitely like the rest of the list is more like, you know, people who are like actual like s- speech writers and activists and, you know, suffragists and, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, you know, well, my angel, I'm not going to discount her contribution, but I was like, comparatively, it seems a little interesting. But okay. Yay, I like it. I was like, I, yeah, I went in there, okay, not looking for a shirt, sorry, but looking for the mambo sauce that they are <laughs> supposedly selling. What is the mambo sauce? You need to ask your friend Mama Juju about it. Um, because it's a DC thing that I have been wanting to try forever and I have not been in DC in um, a long time so I've been wanting to try it but that's part of their Black History Month thing that they're carrying like this brand of mambo sauce so I was like I want to try it on my chicken because it seems like something that I would be all about and of course, when I went in there, I like literally like got some chicken wings before I even like got the sauce and went there and like they didn't have the sauce. I was like, <sighs> <laughs> all that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to explore that a little bit more because I, I think I need that. I need that. So apparently it's so supposed to be in stock at my store. Oh, uh, but I do not okay. see it. <clears throat> Mambo sauce. Oh, yes, I do not see it. See that? I'm, I'm just saying, whenever there's stuff at Target that's popular or people are looking for, I'm all about the pickup online because if you can usually, if you can't, if it's especially if it's like it's something that's catered to our community, it's going to be sold out at your local Target. But if you look just a few miles away, they're going to have it because ain't nobody looking for it there. But they said it's here, but it is not. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just saying. So I don't know. I need to get. I don't know about these people though, but I might need to get one of these shirts. Yeah, the shirts are cute. It's funny because the one that's the so the women's one has you know again like Ida, Maya, Fannie Lou, Harriet, Sojourner, and then but the men's one also has Harriet and Maya on it. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like Malcolm Martin and Frederick on it. And I was and then, like, like, I'm good with that too. I'm good with that too. Yeah, but it was just funny because I was just kind of like, you know, I, like because I, I I never t- like I just was looking at it. I thought that the men's one was all men's names because the women's one is all women's names, but it's not. Nope. I'm like, you could have thrown some other men on there. You didn't have to, you know. I mean, I, hey, you know, I like the Harriet Maya. No worries, but still. Saying. You could have made a whole shirt for me. <laughs> like, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, okay. So mambo sauce. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. So what do you like marinate stuff with it, or you put it on top of stuff, yeah, or both? Put it on top of stuff, like okay. condiments. Okay. All right, Mama Juju be coming up with the stuff. Mm-hmm. Mama Juju, she knows. Yeah, I'm like it's a DC thing, so I was like, I feel that she would know about it. Oh uh, yeah, that's that works. Mm-hmm. That works. Uh, okay. Um. Well, groovy. It is very late. Uh, <laughs> it is late for you. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm about I'm about to throw down on some of this chili I just made. Wonderful. I had canned soup like a 
almost first. Um, <coughs> and um, yeah, I really wanted to go out and get some soup, but no. There's a soup recipe that I saw on the Skinny Taste website today, and I'm definitely gonna make it. Oh, okay. I will say, like, I haven't been cooking, but I went to a um, like a uh, God, I don't even know what to call it. It was a clinic for um this position I have. Anyway, it was like an all day mm-hmm. thing mastermind. I'm just gonna call it a mastermind, and they had like the best lunch at this place. It was at a country club and it mm-hmm. had a soup. It was like a red lentil soup with ham. And it was delicious. And I went the very next day to get the stuff to make this soup. And so I've made this soup like twice and I even mm-hmm. added mushrooms to it. It's so good. Oh my gosh, it's like the best thing ever. So I hmm. do make, I have made soup because you know how I am about soup. But um, yeah, you're a fan of the soup. Yeah. So um, but yeah, but actual meal, no, but soup. Yes, I will cook soup. You know, soup is really like. I mean, if you make a good hearty soup, and then all you need is like a little piece of chunky bread and a salad, that is a whole meal. I am sorry, that is filling. It is so filling, and the thing is, like, it's I, so good. I, you know, would um, eat it like throughout the day. Like, I'll just have make a big pot and. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have the black and beautiful sweatshirt you said. Yeah, isn't it cute? It's super cute. I think I might buy this. Yeah. It's so and it's soft and it's warm because it's kind of got like it's not like too bulky. But it's got that thin kind of like fleece lining, you know? So it's like, it's nice and cozy. I love this thing. Mm. Oh, they out. Are they out? Mm-hmm. I think probably every store by me. That's because you're in Atlanta. It says, no, they said this item is a sold in stores. Or maybe the plus size one is a sold in stores. Of course. Discrimination. Discrimination. Mm-hmm. All right. right. <laughs> I think we're good. We done covered everything. And some. And so we got global, national, local. We got you. We got you some items to buy for relevant to the current month that we're in. We got Movies you. To see. Movies to see. And go get them cookies. <laughs> go get them cookies. In in honor of Josephine Holloway. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. We got it covered. We covered it all. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We're so we're we're a day late on this because the Oscars again. I was at my Oscar party last night. Kristen was not feeling well last I was night. Sick. It could not she was sick. She yeah, it was not, it would not have been a good show without uh, her full energy. So she rested up. We recorded on a Monday. Well, you never so get you were, full energy. You always still only get part. We always always gotta get us at sixty percent. I mean, come on, who yeah, we you didn't who want we me at twenty. Yeah, but you don't want her at twenty. You don't want me at twenty. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, so you're getting this a day late. But again, hoping short. it's but not a dollar short. 
And it's still long. on your commute, Tuesday morning commute. It's just as sucky as Monday morning commute. So have yeah, at it, y'all. You're still going to work. So you're still going to work. You're still mad about it. Now you, now you got us, the two of us, to ride along with you. We what? Know if they're mad about it. Maybe they found their dream jobs like us. But you're mad at sitting in traffic because. Okay, that's true. You, you know, you're trying to get to the place you want to be. You still mad that it's taking forever. Okay. Yep, that's right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So we're we're here for you. It's we're Tuesday morning. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again next week, Monday. We're here. We're on it. All right. Bye. We're about it. About it. Okay. At that point, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.